One of the more popular philosophies that has entered churches and can be a stumbling block to sharing the gospel is the ideology of the New Age. On this episode, we show how to confront this wicked teaching and also how to recognize when some of these doctrines of demons are creeping in unaware. The Good Fight Radio Show. Welcome back to the Good Fight Radio Show. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we're going to be looking at the New Age. And we're going to be talking about what it is and how do we not only notice it when it might be creeping up unaware in the church, but also how we might be able to share the gospel with our neighbor who does not know the Lord and is caught up in this wicked philosophy. And with me today to discuss this very important topic is none other than the president and founder of Good Fight Ministries and pastor of Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California, Pastor Joe Schimmel. Yeah, Chad, it's great that we're uh, discussing this because millions and millions of people, I mean, it's the, it's the religion of Hollywood, a lot of the music industry as well, and the New Age is really the old lie, so it's not really hard to dismantle it and expose it, uh, but you have to just have the courage and, the, and be prayed up and so forth, but it is really an old lie, and the scriptures warn in Romans 1, and in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, about the Antichrist deception the end, both of those, uh, denial of God and worship of the creation, Romans 1, worshiping the Antichrist instead of God, uh, is both in both places called the lie. And when we look at this, we'll see that the New Age is actually based on the lie. And, you know, for most people at Good Fight, a lot of people know Good Fight Ministries through They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll. But before that, the presentation or the first video was actually titled Rock and Roll Sorcerers of the New Age Revolution. And Joe, I know that you gave that presentation and a couple people actually came to know Christ and they set you up so that you could go to a New Age retreat in the Julian Mountains right before you get to San Diego to hopefully sneak in, infiltrate, and share with them, being as innocent as a dove but as shrewd as a serpent. you got to tell that story if we're going to talk about the New Age. Yeah, that was a crazy story. We saw so many people uh, come to Christ when we do that presentation. And praise God through the video yourself as well. A lot of people come to Christ through it. But uh, one time we you know, gave a call to salvation, and people responded, and and one of the couples came up to me. And I got to know them, really sweet couple. And they were like, hey, you know, that one of their parents, dads, uh, was heading up that whole retreat. And now they had come out of that junk and saw that Christ was the truth. And they're like, Joe, can you come and be one of the speakers there? And uh, I said, sure, you know. Uh, you know, rather than being a wolf in sheep's clothing, we were, you know, sheep in wolves' clothing, I guess, reverse, right, as Christians. And a bunch of speakers were speaking. I was going to be one of the speakers, and and they announced the different speakers. And when I announced what I was speaking, I ch- I didn't call it Rock and Roll Source of the New Age Revolution. Uh, that might be a dead giveaway what I was exposing, but I called it Spirit Being Music in the New Age Revolution. Still speaking the truth, and people were so excited that I was going to speak on that. And uh, sure enough, I did a, three or four presentations, and uh, and but instead of showing from the very get go, beginning the presentation that all this was satanic and Satan was using music and the New Age and the occult, because I came out of New Age thinking before I came to Christ, uh, I basically established the fact that all these different artists were admitting being used by spirits, entities, and I started showing like Jimi Hendrix thought it was a demon that was possessing him, and he thought he was demon-possessed, and then I started showing where it's their satanic majesty's request, showing, hey, this is actually satanic. So toward the end now, they're starting to see, wait a minute, they're with me. They're, they're, and it was a trip, Chad, because they're all listening intently, and by the time I got to the end, I was showing this is satanic at its core. Uh, all of a sudden, their eyes are like saucers. 
they're like, what in the world is he showing us? Because they could deny it, have it all, you know, have it all documented. And then I said, man, we need, we, y'all need to make sure you turn to Jesus Christ, who Jesus is. Uh, he's the only way of salvation and so forth. And uh, one of the, I gave a salvation call. Everybody there said they wanted to turn to Christ. And just as we're praying uh, to, to, to renounce the works of darkness and to, to follow Jesus Christ, uh, one of the guys goes, wait a minute, we all have Christ. Everybody already has the Christ consciousness within them, which is not the biblical Jesus, right? And man, then there was this spiritual warfare already going on. Then the bell is ringing. My time's up, you know, for the whole course. And then, you know, then we have another group come in. I was like, well, it was almost like one of those living nightmares, you know, because you're like, the spiritual warfare was so intense. And then I had one of the guys that helped put it on at one of the deals come. And then I started talking about there's only one way uh, because New Agers believe there's all kinds of ways and that Jesus is the only way and so forth. I'm the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father, but through me. I was quoting those types of scriptures. And the guy goes, well, because he saw, yeah, Satan's real. And he's not going to deny what I've shown about Christ. He goes, what if there's a third way? You know, it's like, oh, here we go again at the end. You know, and I'm trying to encourage people to follow Jesus. So when you look at the New Age, one of the best ways to understand it is, is the New Age movement, which is so popular. It's called the New Spirituality Today. Uh, when I was a brand new Christian, Chad, I'd go to the occult section of the bookstore when I was doing the research and realizing, man, what I was into was just demonic and be, and it almost flipped overnight. I mean, I was a Christian for just a year or so or two. And all of a sudden, the occult section, I'd go back to Barnes and Nobles or Crown Books or wherever. And also, it was no longer called the occult section of the bookstore. It was now called the new age section. So what happened is Satan put a new face on the old lies. And it is all based on the old lies. In fact, you want to know what the new age is. And when you're witnessing to a new age or how you can share with him, is you can say, hey, do you realize the new age movement is actually rooted? It's actually very much revealed in the Bible. In the first few chapters, you see the foundations of new age thinking in the book of Genesis. And just quickly, four lies, the four lies that you see in Genesis. First of all, hath God said. In the new age movement, they want to question the word of God. And they want, because they don't want to be shackled by God's word and his his authority because Satan wants to get them to open up to the dark forces, dark powers. So as God, as Satan said to Eve, hath God said, try to cast doubt in her mind. Uh, They'll talk about, oh, well, you know, you know, the Bible used to promote reincarnation or things like this until this council that I see or whatever, they'll bring up a certain council and they'll totally twist what that council was about. And they don't have a lot of knowledge of church history or the Bible often. And they'll say, uh, you know, the Bible actually taught, you know, new age things and so forth. Why isn't reincarnation in the Bible? Why isn't it taught in Christianity? Ah, well, that brings us to the controversial Second Council of Constantinople in 553 AD. But they try to get you to doubt the Word of God. Number two, uh, they basically promote lies like God forbids occult wisdom, knowledge. He warns us not to get into tarot cards, not to get into reading palms, not to get into astrology, not to get into different forms of divination, not to listen to mediums and spiritists. It's all warned about in the scripture. But Chad, the first uh, warning against occultism was not to partake of the tree of gnosis, of knowledge of good and evil. But, uh, and that was Satan's other lie, that, that you'll be wise if you if you partake of the tree of knowledge of good and evil and so forth. That was the second lie, that occultism is okay. And it's actually liberating and enlightening. The third lie was you shall not surely die. In, in the New Age movement, they teach, you know, the Bible's to be questioned. You can find truth in the occult, those first two lies. 
Then they teach thou shall not surely die. They teach reincarnation, that we're all in this perpetual wheel of reincarnation until we finally get off and we're set free. Uh, and there's all kinds of different New Age teachings that many of them contradict each other. And the fourth line is, Satan's lie to Eve, you shall be as God. The New Age movement, they teach that we are gods. In fact, I became a Christian around 1981, and not long after that, a few years later, uh, Shirley MacLaine, uh, she has a three-part primetime television show, I think it was an ABC of three parts, called Out on a Limb, which is kind of interesting. It sounds like Out on a Limb, like the tree of knowledge, right, of good and evil. And there she's talking to mediums and, and spiritists, are, you know, mediums are channeling uh, and so forth. She's getting knowledge. It shows her pilgrimage into the New Age movement, and she's indoctrinating the masses. I am God. I am I God. God. I am God. I am God. I've counseled and encouraged different people from Santa Barbara. We're about an hour's drive from Santa Barbara and where we're at right now, hour 15 minutes maybe, uh, who've come out of the New Age movement and found our ministry and are just, all our friends are New Agers and it's, it's, it's everywhere, guys. But these lies have their foundation at the tree of knowledge of good and evil and Satan's original lies. So Chad, I think it's important for our audience to understand when you look at the greatest threat to the early church was not atheism, okay? Uh, not so many of the isms that were, you know that people might think were popular in those days. It was Gnosticism, even incipient proto-Gnosticism in the latter part of the first century, even a little bit earlier than that. You see Paul coming against it. You see John and First John coming against it because the Gnostics were teaching and the full-blown Gnosticism, Chad, and you've read a lot about it as well when we read the Church Fathers, Irenaeus really comes down on the Gnostics and we see the Irenaeus, he writes his uh, his treatise against the Gnostics, basically, against heresies, and that which is falsely called Gnosis is his subtitle. And the Gnostics were teaching that there was an evil creator, that the physical universe, the earth, was created by an evil entity named Yahweh, and he's the evil God. But there's a God that goes beyond him that's spiritual, the ultimate depth, and he's he can't really be known, he's impersonal, but all these emanations came off of him, and Yahweh was one of them. Uh, well, Yahweh came actually, it's a little more, I'll try to slow down just a little bit. One of these emanations was a Lagos, one was Sophia. And Sophia, uh, she wanted to know the impersonal depth, this creator beyond creation, impersonal being who didn't really create anything physical. And to get to know him was forbidden. And he made a mirror image of himself and he forbade her to know him. And she got so angry, so upset that she created this wicked entity and that was the creation of Yahweh. So Yahweh is this evil creation by Sophia who was just upset. He creates the physical universe. And guess what? The, the goal is to be set free from, uh, from Yahweh and his rules like, do thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not, you know. And how do you get set free? Well, Sophia feels really bad, Chad. So depending on the New Age tale in the early church, uh, the combat in the early church, they basically turned everything on its head. Everything that was good became evil. Evil became good. And the serpent becomes the good guy. The serpent channels, uh, Sophia channels the serpent and tells Eve, you shall be his God to set her free from the bondage of the physical world created by Yahweh. So it's really interesting because what happens is in the early church, Chad, the biggest enemy to the early church, and that's why John writes about those who deny that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, for denying the true Jesus of Scripture. In 1 John, he says that's the spirit of Antichrist. And because they were denying that Christ, would, God, became a man, because why would he become physical? That's evil. And they were teaching a different Jesus. So it's important to understand, guys, that that's called the spirit of Antichrist. The, 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 uh, 
various Gnostic groups. There were a lot of them. They had various twists in what I'm talking about here, but they basically all taught that Yahweh was evil and that Sophia or the serpent was the liberator. Well, fast forward into the 19th and then the 20th century with Satanist Aleister Crowley and Madame Blavatsky. Satanist Aleister Crowley is the corner, is basically the, the godfather of the New Age movement. He called it the New Eon, right? And he resurrected the Gnostic Mass, uh, and he thought that occultism was the way to find liberation and find out the true will and who we really are. Blavatsky started his Theosophical Society. Both Blavatsky and Crowley, both of these folks, both these, and she, you call her the, the, you know, the godmother of uh, the New Age movement, but both these taught that Satan bid us to be gods, and Satan is the redeemer. He's the liberator of humanity. So they went back to the Gnostics who were combating the church in the early centuries of the Christian church, and they resurrected these Gnostic teachings, which became the foundation of the New Age movement today. So if you understand this, you realize you're talking about Satanism, I think, Chad, one of the very powerful ways to witness is God was already contending with the pagans and these false gods, even before the New Testament, because paganism kind of just morphed into what was called Gnosticism, and it's called Gnosticism to this day. Now, nothing's sacred because in those days, everything physical was evil. Now, today, you worship creation. A lot of New Agers worship creation. That's because Satan, there's nothing sacred to him. He just wants to deceive people. But the lies, thou shalt not surely die. You shall be as gods, occult knowledge, uh, hath God said. All these lies are still the foundation of the New Age movement today. And guys, just want to encourage you, if you get a chance, make sure to like and subscribe to the channel. And if you're just listening via podcast, you can leave a five-star review if you feel so led. But Joe, it is really, really just fascinating to kind of hear all of these things. And maybe you didn't know all this about the New Age. Maybe you're following New Age practices and have no idea because so many of the New Agers today, whether it's tarot card reading, whether it is astrology or whatever it may be, a lot of people, this is so common now, day-to-day life yeah. that you know, you open up oh, a yeah. newspaper, you have your, you could read your astrology. Now you have apps that you can go to. Joe, this, the thing that breaks my heart is seeing Christians, you know, and they have Christian dating websites. It's bad enough that you have this satanic Enneagram that people are following, or you could go into the Briggs as well, Myers-Briggs, and you could just have Jungians, you know, people who yeah. follow Carl Jung, and they'll give you your types and so forth. And you see all this. And you got yoga in the on. churches, which is all new age. You know? Yoga in the churches. And I'm sorry if you if you do any research on the law of attraction and look at yeah. the word of faith teaching, if you look at what's going on at Bethel, and, I, and I'll tell a quick story too, Joe, because this is really interesting, because something that happened, we had just finished our series, and if you haven't seen it, I please encourage you guys to check it out. We're going to be working on the New Apostolic Reformation, an entire uh, uh, documentary video on, on the subject, but... If you go and look at that series, we had just finished that right before we went out to go share the gospel out in Texas. And one of the guys with us, Travis, was sharing with a young girl the gospel of Jesus Christ. And she said, oh, don't worry. I've already received the truth. And I I, I don't have, I can't tell you the whole story, but it's very interesting because she said she was at the very school that we had just exposed, Bethel School of Supernational, Supernational. Ministry. Now, we think it's more Bethel School of Supernatural Wizardry or Hogwarts. Yeah. yeah, or Christian Hogwarts. There's nothing Christian about Hogwarts. There's nothing Christian about the false prophecies that are being laid there. But she said, 
And I believe it was in one of these Sozo prayer sessions. This is where you decide who you're going to be praying to that day, whether the Father or the Son or the Holy Spirit, and has led people to forgive God. This is these are their yeah. this is on yeah. what they're selling, by the way. This is how they sell this material, and it's a lot of money. And she said that God spoke to her, that Jesus spoke to her and told her that there were many ways to salvation. And these laws of attraction, all this stuff. And Joe, this just reminds me of Acts chapter 16. You have the first convert in Europe. Yep. You have Lydia coming to coming to Christ, God opening her eyes to understand what Paul is saying. And then in verse 16, it says this in Acts 16, 16, it happened that as we were going to a place of prayer, a slave woman who had a spirit of divination, huh, that's interesting, Joe, met us, who was bringing great profit to her masters by fortune telling. She followed Paul and us and cried out repeatedly saying, quote, these men are bond servants of the most high God. Joe, that sounds like something a new ager might say. Wait, wait, wait. No, come on. Nope. They would if they finish what she says here, who are proclaiming to you a way of salvation. Now, this is what the apostles, when they heard her say that, and I'm wondering what is making them so upset? Because this is what it says in verse 18. Now she continued doing this for many days. So this is many days. She's proclaiming that guess what? Paul and Silas and so forth are proclaiming a way of salvation. It said, but Paul was greatly annoyed. And he turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out at that very moment. Now, she end, they end up losing a lot of profit. They get upset and Paul and Silas are thrown in the yeah. prison. That's where they worship the Lord. It's beautiful. If you haven't read Acts 16, I encourage you guys, go check it out. Read Acts 16. It's, it's, it's beautiful when you see this. But Joe, when you see this spirit of divination, you see this proclamation, hey, it's the most high God. But guess what? It's just simply a way of salvation. Joe, is this not something you might hear from a new age or you might be sharing with on the street? Yeah, absolutely. And when Chad says a way of salvation, you might go to the text and you say, oh, it says the way. Because Chad's point is that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life, right? And the new age teaches, oh, he's a way. He's one of many ways, right? And uh, But in the Greek, there's no there's no ho or definite article. There's no like what we translate in the English, the way. It's just she. they're, they're proclaiming way of salvation, a way of salvation. And uh, the most high God for the in that culture was Zeus. So it wouldn't even, they wouldn't, minds wouldn't even go to Yahweh <laughs> necessarily. So uh, that's how important. And by the way, spirit of divination there is actually a spirit of a python in the Greek, which is not usually translated, but, and that's a long story, but it's just interesting, the association with the serpent again, and the association with the serpent in Genesis, and the association with, for instance, we've talked about yoga. And yoga, the, the goal is, yoga means to yoke. With who? Mm-hmm. Brahman, a Hindu Brahman. god, yeah. which the Bible says the gods and nations are demons, and you unloosen the the uh, you, you use the yeah. Kundalini force. You get go this Kundalini force. Kundalini speaks of serpent power. It's what the Kundalini is about, and you let the serpent power go up your spine through the seven chakras, and then release, open up your third eye, which is your spiritual center to become you become spiritually aware. Guess what? Then you realize that you are one with Brahman. You realize your divinity. You realize that you don't really die. You're real, on and on. You're you basically, it's all the same lies. And this is coming to the churches. So it's important to understand. Uh, I was invited to a, uh, not invited, we actually went and rented a, a booth at a New Age festival over in uh, Anaheim Convention Center. Uh, and it was, you know, it was just all New Age everywhere. But we had the one booth where Jesus is the way, you know. And Chad, no, there's, he's not a way. Uh, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. 
And that was our proclamation there. And we talked to a bunch of New Agers. And one of the ways you share with them, because this is about how to minister to them, you show them their foundation of what they're believing is actually expelled, exposed in the Bible itself. And that the Bible warns, Paul says, as a certain begal Eve, through his subtlety, he was concerned that your minds were corrupted from your simple devotion to Christ to believe in a different Jesus and receive a different gospel, receive a different spirit. And you let them know that God's word warns about this, but it's important to let them know and understand that the Bible does not teach reincarnation. It says it's the point of man once to die, but after this, the judgment, Hebrews 9, 27. But the Bible teaches resurrection and that Jesus is the resurrection and the life and that we'll all stand before God to give an account for our lives. And that Jesus said in John chapter 5, verses 28 and 29, then they shall hear his voice, and they that have done good will come forth to the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil to the resurrection of damnation. Those two resurrections, one to eternal life, one to eternal damnation. You let them know that, hey, we have the authority of God's word. Jesus said he's the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but through him, John 14, 6. John, 4, John 10, 1 says, and with John 10, 9 uh, says, that Jesus says, I'm the door. Someone tries to go some other way, the same as the thief and a robber. Then in John 10, 10, I've come that you may have life and that you might have it more abundantly, but the thief comes that you might, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Apostle Peter, Acts 4, 12, there's no other name given under heaven whereby men must be saved, but the name of Jesus. The Apostle Paul, 1 Timothy 2, 5, there's only one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, author of Hebrews. How shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? There's no other salvation, no one else, guys, other than Jesus in fact, Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, Father, if possible, let this cup pass from me. In other words, if humanity could be saved other than by him dying for the sins of the world, Father, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And it was that's why Jesus said the Son of Man must be lifted up. He had to go to the cross. And you can share that with New Agers, that there was no other way to be saved. In fact, in the book of Galatians, Chad, it says in that letter, I should say, uh, that if there was a way, a law that God could have given by which men could be saved, he would have given it. There's no eightfold path. There's no other way that we can be saved other than through Christ. That's why Jesus had to die for our sins. But a lot of it comes down, Chad, to the authority. We can challenge the new agent and say, based on what authority? Because you're going to be hearing voices. You're going to have weird thoughts. You're going to have all these weird gurus and teachings. But where does their authority come from? Jesus was very strong about his authority being from the Father and how he could prove it. The New Agers can't prove it. They have all kinds of different experiences. And many of them, so you're talking to New Ager, a lot of times what you can get into is you can ask them if they've had any diabolical experiences, if they've had any demonic experiences, because they really don't have an expl- explanation for the demonic world. In fact, a friend of mine, Warren Smith, he actually has, you want to look him up. Uh, Warren Smith recognized, he was a New Ager. He was teaching other people New Age stuff. And uh, all of a sudden his wife started having demonic experiences. He's trying to make heads or tails of it. He went into a New Age bookstore. I think it was in Santa Barbara or Cambria, one or the other. And he went to this New Age bookstore. He's looking for books, trying to make heads or tails of what she's going through. And I'm, I hope that, hopefully I remember the story right. But he was saying that he also came across a book called The Beautiful Side of Evil, which is actually written by Johanna Michelson, who came out of New Age type thinking herself, was working with a, a psychic healer in Mexico. And Johanna writes at the end of that book, she has a prayer about renouncing the works of darkness and embracing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and so forth. He's like, what is this book doing here? He goes, this is might be exactly what I need and what my wife's going through. What if there is spiritual darkness, you know? And he, and he says, as he's looking at this prayer, if I remember the story right, a homeless guy had wandered in and grabbed the book from him and started trying to rip it out of his hands. And he's like, whoa. And then he knew, he goes, wait a minute. What if there is spiritual evil? Because what's, you know, probably a possessed guy, right? And all of a sudden, God used a lot of those things. I'm not sure exactly if that's how it went down. It's been years since I talked about that. But God used that incident 
to wake him up. And then he embraced Jesus as his Lord. He's written books. You just type in his name, Warren Smith, because he's got a lot of wonderful things. Doreen Virtue, she was one of the top, she had her own own tarot cards, 24, 25 different decks. She was the most popular New Age writer on earth. And guess what? She heard a message. She was listening to Christian radio, thinking that she could mix it with Christianity and realized that she was a false teacher. And then she was reading Deuteronomy. She's going through the Bible and she read, and she was going to a church that claimed to be Christian, but they never warned her of all the New Age stuff that she was just vomiting out there. And Chad, when she got to Deuteronomy 18, verses 9 through 12, when thou art come to the land which the Lord thy God shall give thee, thou shalt not be found among thee anyone who causes the son or his daughter to pass through the fire. It goes on to say, it's one who practices divination, one who consults mediums, one who talks to the dead, and all these things, because these things are an abomination to God. She realized, wow, I'm involved in pure evil. And that's when she you know, ended up turning to Christ, fully repenting, saying, God, have mercy on me. Uh, so a lot of people have come out of the news movement. Now she's, she's lifting up the gospel of Jesus Christ, just like Warren Smith is myself, a lot of other people that were caught up in the New Age movement. There's a book called Escape into the Light, I think is his name, written by Ravi Maharaj, a former guru in India who came to Christ recognizing that Jesus is the only way. There's a lot of things like that that could help you. But what you need to do is establish the Bible as the authority of God. You can prove it. Because in Isaiah chapter 46, verse 10, God says, I declare unto you the end from the beginning. I declare regarding my ancient nation. He talks about its past and its future. Israel. He's the God of prophecy. He states that he is the one true God and all these false gods, these demon gods, these idol gods, they cannot deliver you from the flame. They can't even deliver themselves, Isaiah chapter 47. These astrologers can't even deliver themselves from the flame, God says. He's the one true God because, and you can show them, we know the authority is God's word. We know the Bible is the word of God because it has prophetic pronouncements about Christ, about Israel that have come to pass. We just went through, I encourage you to check it out. It's called Isaiah 53. All is all about Jesus. I just did preach this uh, Sunday back, a couple Sundays back or so. So if you check that out, uh, Isaiah 53, it's all about Jesus. You'll see uh, it's so clear that 700 years before Christ was even born, there's this detailed prophecy in chapter 52 and 53, all about him that's undeniable. So we have the authority of God's word. I love to use that when I'm talking to New Agers, atheists, Jews, whoever, because we have the authority of God's word to prove that he is who he is and to prove, we can prove the fact that Jesus rose from the dead because he had hundreds, over 500 eyewitnesses. And I'll tell you what, if you took each of those eyewitnesses, Chad, and you just interviewed them or they sat up and testified before a court of law uh, for just, I'll say, you know, 11, 12 minutes, over f- just take 500 of them. The Apostle Paul, Apostle Peter, Apostle John, right? Start with these guys about how they saw the resurrected Christ. They gave their lives many times in many cases for him. They, 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 they accepted just total destruction of their bodies and, and they witnessed everywhere because they see the resurrected Christ. These are powerful testimonies. If you listen to their testimonies and you lined up all 500 of them, just speak out oh, 10, 12 minutes, say 12 minutes each with including cross-examination, you'd have over 100 hours of straight testimony of people who'd seen the resurrected Christ. You don't only need one or two good witnesses to prove a fact like that. But guess what? We have hundreds of witnesses, Chad. He has risen. We have the authority of Christ's resurrection. We have the authority of the word of God. And that's how you destroy the lies of the evil one. Amen. God bless you guys. You've been listening to The Good Fight Radio Show with pastor and author Joe Schimmel and host Chad Davidson discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how they relate to family, culture, and the church. To learn more about Good Fight Ministries, visit us online at goodfight.org. Join our growing social media family and consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash goodfight.